Well, bless the Lord, saints of God. We greet you on this Sunday, February 13, 2022. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. Tony here. We're going to get ready to go into the Word of God and pray that this podcast be a blessing to someone who has the ability to download and listen and prayerfully share with family members, friends, and co-workers. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to open the scriptures, prayerfully receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls, help bring clarity to us as we're striving to grow as Christians, dear God, to be light bearers and uh, those that will love on the people of God, as well as the people in this side, in this world that need to get this gospel. Open now the doors. May you, God, be glorified. May we be edified and may the devil be horrified, as I like to say, because we won't stop in Jesus' name. Amen. Looking at Matthew chapter 5 today, we're going to look at verses 13 through 16. Uh, very, very powerful passage of scripture. Uh, once I read it, you may recall it uh, throughout the church years. And prayfully, prayerfully, it'll be a blessing as we go into the podcast. Won't be before you long today. Uh, we're going to see what the Lord's going to do. Amen. So let's go into Matthew chapter 5. I'll read from the King James Version and describe and paraphrase some from the Amplified as I oftentimes do. So this Sunday, February 13, 2022, Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and give it it, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of your most holy word. This Sunday's podcast is in the form of a question: Is your Christian light? lit. Is your Christian light lit? So I normally would give a public service announcement, but this one's a public service teaching. Christians equals saved. And so as I look at the word of God, you think about where we are here in Tennessee, for those that's local with us, that's able to download and listen to the podcast, we are right now, as well as living in the pandemic and the Omicron variant, we are having a barrage and a siege of car break-ins and robberies and store invasions and group invasions. And these people are not doing what the scriptures typically say. They thievery at night. These people are brazen and bolden, and they're doing it in the broad daylight. They're doing things out in the open. It's a time and a season, drive-by shootings. There are highway shootings, interstate shootings. And I'm not talking about old Western-style pick-and-draw. I'm talking about modern-day Uzi-style machine gun shootings that they're doing right now. If there's ever a time that we need the Lord, it's now. If you think about it, even from the police brutality and the profiling of people, we still saw there in Minnesota, no not... Uh, in uh, uh, no-knock entries where they just killed a young man. It's still happening, profiles, where people get stopped and we stop, we put our hands on a, on the steering wheel or on our, on, our, on our thighs and then they still say, well, calm down, calm down, calm down. Because why? We still live in treacherous times. 
times. It's very, very real. And let's not deny it, people of God. It's very, very real. So I just believe that in the midst of, and there's many churches that are resuming their normal worship. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to do anything. It's not my place, nor is it my position. I just believe at this time in my life, God, when we have the opportunity to share what the Lord gives me, and I pray that it be a blessing to somebody uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I ask God, as always, give me something that will be relevant to where we are, to who we are. And you've heard me say, you got to know who you are and whose you are. It's important to know. It's amazing to me, and I must say this again, it's still amazing to me that we could have, during a pandemic, hello, Holy Ghost, people scattered throughout the states, their homes, and where they are, and where they're supposed to be working, but yet there's still drama and, and, and craziness that creep up into daily work environments. It blows my mind that that happens, but it's real. I look at where we are. Here we are. Many of the governors are relaxing their mass policy. We did it and we do it every time. From when the time this Omicron Delta variant coronavirus started, it gets there and we relax our policy, we relax our posture, and the numbers spike back up again. I'm not saying that it will. I pray that it doesn't. But if it does, it could be attributed because now we get so comfortable. They're ready to make it an endemic versus a pandemic. The babies. Uh, six months to five have yet to be vaccinated. We're not there yet, people of God. Let's use the wisdom of God. Scriptures say he who win his souls is wise. I'm not trying to pick a, pick a, a political side. I just want you to pick a side where truth resides and then you can understand where you are, not only for you, but for those that surround you, those that's in your family, those who have underlying conditions, those who right now don't know if they're asymptomatic, those who don't know where you are with your health status, people that die unexpectedly, don't know that they have heart problems. There's a myriad of things that could creep up that you do not know what's going on inside your body because you're not God. That's why we're striving to be obedient. The Bible says, and I'll get into the podcast message, obedience is better than sacrifice. If you know you're at the cusp of sacrificing somebody's life, somebody that's a family member, somebody that's a friend, somebody that you care for, you just want to take a second thought. That's a public service teaching and announcement for everybody listening to this podcast. So let's move to the scriptures, and I pray that God will give us a revelatory word today. I need the word of God as it typically does. I like it hot off the wire as well. I pray that it speaks to me as the Holy Ghost will speak through and to you in the name of the Lord. Matthew is our author today. He wrote the book of Matthew. We're in chapter 5, and here's some things that I believe that God would give me to share to the people of God that will listen. And at any point, if you decide to delete the Spotify, Apple Podcasts on your phone, I promise you, I will never not be offended. I just will pray that if what I'm sharing is something that is spiritually beneficial, you could use it. I pray that you do. If it means nothing to you, I will not be offended if you publicly are in my face and no longer choose to listen to what the Lord gives me. Amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. 
Matthew speaks to us. And here's what he said. Ye are the salt of the earth, colon. The first thing God said to me, and I put an asterisk by, a double asterisk by R. You are the salt of the earth. What does that mean? He says, but if the salt have lost a savior, where will shall it be salted? The old saints of God, when they kill hogs and pigs and cows and they killed the meat, they salted that meat down, put it in the smokehouse. Why? Because that salt is a preservative. It would make the meat last longer. In, in, comparison, in comparison, we Christians are the salt of the earth, the scriptures say. We should, and here's what God gave me, just a few things, and I could go on. If you are the salt of the earth as the scriptures, if you're a believer, you say that you are, you should be the strength of the day. You should be a preserver of life. Amen. You should be a lover of men. I don't mean you can bear all the burdens of everybody. The Bible does say to bear you one another's burden. But if you're wise child of God, when I bear somebody else's burden, I'm spiritually wise enough to immediately give it to God. If you try to carry everybody's burden, God said give the burdens to him. His burden is light and his yoke is easy. He's trying to give you earthly analogies to help you. You take on those who are not spiritually as strong as you. You take them. You try to help them. You give them words of encouragement. But you ought to be spiritually wise enough to immediately turn and give it to God. It's amazing that God in his omnipresence, that he can be everywhere at once and deal with everybody's minutiae, everybody's mess, everybody's mayhem, everybody's confusion, everybody's health issues, everybody's problem at the same time. Man, what a God. A lover of men, you should be a gospel carrier. The gospel in the translation version is the, the, the bearer of good news. The gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ died, rose, and is available to be your God, your Lord, and your Savior. So that when you die one day, and we're all going to die one day, you want to know where your soul is going to reside. It's your choice to believe whether heaven or hell is real. Tony doesn't have a heaven nor a hell to put you in. Tony should not strive to be your judge, your juror, and your executioner. Tony should be a gospel carrier to tell somebody with the understanding that Tony is still human, but yet he should be striving to point you to the man. He should be striving to point you to Jesus. He should be striving to tell you, if I could help you and fix it, I would. But I know somebody that can. Now, he may not do it instantly when you think you want to happen or want it to happen, but he'll do it in his own time. We ought to be gospel carriers, bearers of the good news. Amen. So you got to understand, the first thing as a Christian, when I ask you the question, is your Christian light lit? Christians equals saved, and saved should mean that you should understand if you've been in church any length of time that you are the salt of the earth in accordance to scripture. But if you've been in those ministries that only preach prosperity, if you've been in those ministries that only preach that we want to get a bigger ministry and a bigger edifices and a bigger church and bigger buses and, and buy planes, you may have missed the concept that you are to carry this good news of Jesus Christ to a lost, unsaved, dying world. Amen.
That's the first thing. You are the salt of the earth. Not you might be, you could be, you are if you're a Christian. Ah, the question is, are you teetering on whether you are Christian or not? Or are you one of those, well, I go to church when it's available or is the church in you? That's a question you have to answer for yourself. The second thing is this. He finishes and says, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. You don't want to be the person who doesn't use the salt that God gave you. If it's not worth anything, he just told you, it'll be cast out and men will trample over your testimony. Amen. Here's what he said. Let's go to verse 14. Ye are the light of the world, period. Ye, which is you, if you're a believer, are the light, a triple asterisk that, of the world. Let me expound. You're the light of what? The good news of Jesus Christ. God ain't never said you ain't gonna go through nothing. God has never promised you that you're exempt from trial, tragedy, or tribulation. God has never said you're exempt from sickness. God has never said that you're not going to ever go to the doctor. God has never said you're not going to go to the hospital. God never said that people that's in your life is going to remain in your life for the rest of your life. God has never said in his word, because you go to church, amen, you're going to be a millionaire. God has never said in his word that you're going to be rich and wealthy. God has never promised you that you're going to have a mansion on a hill. God has never promised not a one of us. Any of those things, the prosperity preacher, the prosperity prophet, the prosperity prophetess, they'll promise you sun, stars, and moon, but you watch them as they live in their lavish camp styles. And you yourself, you believe in them, going back to even Reverend Ike days. Folk lived by his word. He was riding in a pink Cadillac like a pimp in an analogy. And here they are, broke, busted, and can't be trusted. But they given all they got. They, they scrounging, they scrimping, they scrapping. But he living lavishly because he's advocating the gospel. And that hadn't changed in some 30, 50, 100, 200 years of preaching. Hello, Holy Ghost. Somebody help me. Hopefully I'm helping somebody along the way. Verse 14 says it. Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. This is what he said to me in translation. You, Tony, are the light of the world. You are not to be the person that's on a hill and forgetting that you are a light. He, you're not to be darkness. Every time folks should see you, if you attend church and you say you a deacon, you a preacher, you a pastor, you a prophet, you a prophetess, you an evangelist. But every time they see you, you always got misery. You always got trouble. You always got a test a lie. You always got all these things that you do. But yet you say only when called upon, you're the light of the world when you flip on the switch. But your normal day is dead, dry and disconnected. You're not to be the bearer of darkness. You shouldn't be the bearer of bad news all the time. I ain't saying bad news don't happen. We have bad news all the time. But you've got to learn if you're a Christian, do you trust God or not? Don't trust Tony. Tony's a human. Tony's called out by God to be nothing more than a teaching sheep. 
If I'm following not God, don't follow me. Hello, Holy Ghost. But don't judge me because I'm still human and I make mistakes and I fall short just like Tanya does, just like all of our kids do. Because why? We are human, which is not an excuse, which is not a crutch. We should be striving to live obedient unto God. That's Bible. Don't be gloom and doom. You're the light of the world. You're not mayhem and madness. Why is it that when people around you and you ain't even thinking about it. You always got a negative connotation about yourself. It's amazing to me that when only when you call on people and then you begin to ask them about their beliefs, they flip on the super spiritual switch. And at that time, they always love the Lord and they love God. But what they fail to understand when they're not asked those questions, their daily activities is nothing more than mess, madness, and mayhem. They always causing drama. They always at the water cooler talking about somebody. Always at the water cooler doing something. Always in somebody else's business. They always walk in the hall back in pre-pandemic days. They will walk and lay at your cubicle, sitting down like they sitting at the bar. Amen. Just talking good talk. This is pre-pandemic, y'all. Most of y'all at the house now. Amen. But you look at that thing. Here you, you mayhem and confusion. You always angry. What kind of Christian are you? Is your Christian light lit? Verse 14. Let's finish. Let's go to verse 15. He says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. If you exalt God, God said he'll lift you up in due season if you humble yourself. It's amazing that the world will tell you that your 23 years don't mean nothing on this base, but God has a way of promoting you in the midst of your enemies. God said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of mine enemies. The people that make comments like that, you're not my enemy because my promotion and my blessing don't come from you. They come from God. My job is to no matter what you throw at me, I'm to overcome darkness with light. Ain't it amazing that you walk in a dark room and if you don't flip on the light switch, you're subject to stomp your little toe because you're not paying attention. God gave us light and electricity so that you could what? Find and see your way. Hello, Holy Ghost. Here's what he said. And my question to you, where do you put your lamp? If that man put it on a hill, which is a city, it cannot be hid. Here's what verse 15 says. Verse 15 says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and get it giveth light unto the, to all that are in the house. My question in verse 15 is, where do you put your lamp? When you wake up in the morning, as I've said in my analogies, when your eyes hit the ceiling and your feet hit the floor and you began to stir about your day, my question to you point forward is, where are you going to put your lamp when you have to interact with people? Now, where you put your lamp when you by yourself? Amen. That's on you. But where will you put your lamp when you get in the midst of people? Is your mission to show them you or to show them God? Is your mission to help them understand, I am a human, I am a believer, I do love God, I'm learning to love God more for all the things that shoulda, coulda, woulda, because if he were to give me what my sins deserve, I would not be able to talk to you today. But thank God that I live under the dispensation of grace and mercy. 
You can't pay your way to get to the kingdom. You can go to church 17 Sundays out of 17 months, and yet you still, if your heart is dirty, you still can bust hell wide open. You can give all you can, and you can have all the lavish money that you give because you're the greatest tither in your church, but if your heart hadn't been born again, guess where you're going to reside? You're not going to reside with God in glory if you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Your money is not your light. Your title is not your light. Amen. The legacy, the brick that you bought for the church that got built, the pew that you put your placard name on because your family is a plank owner is not the light of God. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Hope I'm helping somebody along the way. And we're almost done this morning. The question in verse 15, where do you put your lamp? Let's get ready to conclude with verse 16 in our final verse four today. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. The amplified version of verse 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your father who is in heaven. The good deed that you do, the things that you strive to do, the gifts that you give away without repentance, the gifts that you give to people with no expectation for that person to give it back to you, glory be to God. When you realize that you're paying it forward, I can give you a story of when I first came out of the military and I strived to get a civilian job. There was a young man, and I'm not going to mention his name, but that man took me by the hand, hello, Holy Ghost. He gave me resume. He gave me pointers. He personally escorted me around to introduce my name to people that might not knew who I was so that when the opportunity erodes itself, amen, that they would at least give me a consideration. I'm not saying that he tried to bribe them to pick me. He just wanted me to have a fighting chance to be considered. And that gentleman right now is still alive, well, and prospering. But the good Lord has said, look, God, and all he told me to do, he never said, Tony, you owe me. He just said, Tony, pay it forward. He said, you pay it forward, you and I both will be blessed. And we've been living that way for almost 20 years now on this base, hello, Holy Ghost. And here we are as we get ready to conclude this podcast. I've got a living witness that lives with me. I've watched her pay it forward. I've watched her open up the purse book. I've watched her open up the home. I've watched her give unconditionally the agape kind of love. I pray that your house is that kind of house, that you've got an agape kind of love, the conditional kind of love. If you one of those ones that you give and you got to get back from that person, you just might be cutting off your blessing. God wants you to be a light bearer, not a gloom and doom, madness and mayhem kind of Christian. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I'll get ready to close this morning by saying it this way. Verse 16 in my own paraphrase. Let your light so shine before men. You are on the way. You're the only one that can stop your light from shining. You're the only one that can dim the light that God has given you. You're the only one that can choose not to use your light. You're the only one that can say, you know what? Today, I'm not going to do nothing. Let somebody come up on me and watch what I'm going to do. But yet, when you flip on the Holy Ghost happy hour script, as I call it, if y'all ain't never been unsaved and in the bar, happy hour is when everybody, red, yellow, black, and white, they don't matter. They just get on it. They party. They do it. They eat, drink, and be merry. If you are happy, 
happy hour, Christian. If you go to a happy hour church, I understand who you are. But if I've got any Bible listeners, if I've got any Bible readers, if I've got any Bible believers, and you realize that God has given you an awesome mandate, you have a master, you have a mission, and you've got a message, you realize, though I may be broken, yet will I trust God. Though I mess up and make mistakes from time to time, I get back up and get back right with God again. I understand, child of God, that I've got a light that I've got to shine. I'm going to wave the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. And I conclude this morning by telling you, child of God, no matter where you are, if you're working from the house, you still have an opportunity. You have technology. You have your phone. You have podcasts. You have Twitter. You have email. You have text. You've got all the things that you need to do. You've got Snapchat. You've got an opportunity to still be a light bearer. You've got an opportunity to wave the Christian bloodstained banner. You've got an opportunity to let somebody know, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. You've got an opportunity to tell not only your family members and your friends, but you can even show your enemies who God is by not allowing them to mess up your mind, mess up your message, mess up your money, disrupt your family, destroy your joy, rob you of your peace. You can let even your enemies become your footstool, but don't gloat when you walk over the top of your enemies. You let God get them. Amen. You just still shine the light. You tell the world no matter what's going on, I'm going to do what in conclusion. Child of God, I encourage you today when you deal with somebody, baby, this is what I close by saying. Tanya, let your light shine, baby. Let it shine, baby. Let it shine, baby. Those of you that's listening, baby, let your light shine, shine, shine. In the name of the Lord, as we close Triple C Podcast today, may as in the old school, just a small piece in the name of the Lord. When you get an opportunity, when God's light shine on you, let it shine on somebody that's walking in darkness. Let your light shine that they can find their way to to get where you are and hopefully exceed where you are and get to God. Let the light shine that they can too die and be in the bosom of God's own. When they die like you die, let the light shine that God will see them and give him the glory. So let your light shine. Until the next podcast, Tony and Triple C signing out. Be blessed. Let your light shine, shine. Carry us home, sister. <laughs>